Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. How did it happen? How can we fix it? And how can we stop it from happening again? Those are three very obvious questions about the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. There is at least one more, though, with a distinctly economic twist. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Nixon Peabody LLP, a full-service international law firm offering practical solutions for today's real-world business challenges. More at NixonPeabody.com. Sustainability coverage is supported in part by the Candida Fund, furthering values that contribute to a healthy planet. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Great to have you here on this Monday, everybody. It is the 3rd of May today. And here is an impolite, if somewhat necessary, question about the ever-increasing oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Just who is going to pay for this whole thing? The cleanup and the lost wages and livelihoods. In a statement today, BP said it would pay, quote, legitimately and objectively verifiable claims for both personal and commercial losses. A BP spokesman we spoke to wouldn't go much farther than that. So we asked Marketplace's Sarah Gardner to find out what might happen in real life. BP has promised to foot the bill for environmental cleanup, but attorney Tracy Hester at Bracewell and Giuliani says BP has no other choice under U.S. law. Under the Oil Pollution Act, BP, as the leaseholder, bears responsibility for any response costs to clean up the oil spill. BP will share that cost with its lease partners, Anadarko Petroleum and Mitsui. But BP points out that other companies are also involved. A company called Transocean owned the rig. Cameron International made a key safety component, and Halliburton cemented the piping to prevent leaks. Mike Levine, attorney with the environmental group Oceana, says BP can tap into a rainy day fund to help pay for the cleanup. It's funded by an eight-cent tax on every barrel of oil. This tax is paid by the oil companies, but ultimately, every time you buy a gallon of gas, you're contributing to that oil spill liability trust fund. Levine says up to a billion dollars of the fund's reserves can help pay for any one particular oil spill. Federal law, though, does cap liability for damages to $75 million. Attorneys we talked to weren't sure if that cap has ever been challenged in court, but say it might be in this case. Analysts estimate this spill will end up costing BP billions. And Levine says if the Exxon Valdez disaster is any example, it'll be a long haul. It took 20 years for the fishermen and the communities in Alaska to have their uh, litigation resolved. The investment bank Oppenheimer and Company today called the spill a major disaster with catastrophic implications for the offshore oil industry and Gulf Coast economies. I'm Sarah Gardner for Marketplace. The aviation news of this first Monday in May isn't the biggest of surprises. The long-rumored merger between United and Continental is finally official. It's going to put the new company into the top slot as the world's biggest carrier, and assuming regulators approve, it's going to be called United, but it's going to fly with Continental's colors and logo. The airlines say they will be able to save about $300 million a year. Passengers? We don't know yet what they might save. Marketplace's Jeremy Hobson reports. 
The man poised to lead the combined airline, Continental CEO Jeff Smizek, says customers will benefit from the merger, and not just because they'll have access to 370 destinations in 59 countries. The synergies that we have projected uh, for the combined company have no airfare increases whatsoever in those synergies. Smizek says low-cost carriers will compete on most routes, so prices will be held down. Seth Kaplan of Airline Weekly says that's true to an extent. The price increases, if anything, would be more targeted to certain markets where putting these two airlines together makes them more dominant, even if they're not exactly a monopoly. He says routes like Newark to Denver or Chicago to Houston may see higher fares. But he says if service-oriented Continental is running the show, other airlines may have to beef up their own service to compete. Jim Corridor is an equity analyst who covers airlines for Standard & Poor's. He says there may be slight price hikes, but there'll be a drop.